Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, or Brutal Gash, as I go by on Reddit. We've got a good one for you guys today. We'll break down the Hospice Celtics victory over the Wizards, aka the RJ Hunter game. We've, of course, got the Reddit recap, and coming up very shortly, the 2018-2019 Celtics Reddit Regular Season Awards Show. Joining us, as he does every week, from sunny Newcastle, it is Jackson, aka Rickman Lives. Jackson, how goes it? It goes well, man. It goes very well, thank you. Excellent, good to hear. And of course, from across the Tasman over there in beautiful New Zealand, it is Joe, aka No Scrotes McFly. Welcome, Joe. How's things? Good, man. I'm um, a little bit of uh, inside baseball. Ben's been uh, working really hard to get this episode set up to be a little extra special. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got got in store for us tonight. Yeah, if you like sound effects, this is the episode for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll see. It's very much in the experimental phase at this stage. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But look, very quickly, folks, if you want to reach out, the best way is to comment on the Reddit thread for this episode, or you can find us on Twitter at Celtic Reddit Pod. Meanwhile, earlier today, some gentlemen, I guess, dressed in Celtics uniforms, won an NBA game 116 to 100 against the Washington Wizards. Guys, discuss. Uh, it was one of the more enjoyable ones of the season, I think. Um, there's a, there's an in- inevitable um, uh, feeling you get watching a team that's just made up of all bench players and reserves um, that ends up becoming uh, wh- when you, they put in a performance like that, and you know there's not a lot of a, a lot on the line. You know, home court already secured. To see like guys out there, like whenever like Time Lord Yabu both start i think it's going to be like an enjoyable game and like to, to, to their credit like down 21 in the first quarter and they came back and won man like it was as far as like nothing throwaway games concerned it was it was a blast it was like more preseason than a preseason game eh? yeah like um my um my takeaway was i i i get really excited whenever i see ojale doing things like he's he's probably my my binky um, or I don't know if you guys saw that ringer video today, the like NBA, NBA, like <laughs> yeah. thing where people confessed, you know, like having held on <laughs> to good. players for too long. It was pretty funny. <laughs> the Rosillo's really funny, man. Um, but, um, yeah, 
Ojale might be my <laughs> one of those, um, you know, that I have to to get, to fess up to in a, in a, in a, in a meeting similar to that. But um, I just I, I look at him and I think you know he's given an opportunity just to play loose and easy. And he put up what seventeen or whatever and he made his shots. I just think he's a player. So I sort of feel like whenever I because I think he's a player and I have um, like everyone else I have this confirmation bias. Anytime I see him do something good. Um, I, I feel like it reaffirms my pre-existing position. So that was my big takeaway. I was really happy to see it. And also I kind of liked RJ Hunter. And I was sorry that we cut him. Because if you remember how we, when we cut him, we didn't really like, we didn't want to cut him. It was a roster squeeze, mm. you know? So, yeah, we had to do it. Mm. So it's, it's nice uh, to see him back. Yeah, definitely. And he had a, like a quite a good game. I'm just looking at his stats here. Um RJ Hunter, 20, uh, a plus, a plus minus of 28. I'm thinking 28 points, no way. So 17 points, he had four threes, um, shot uh, 40% from the field, just an overall, like pretty, pretty good game, given that it was basically his first game in a Celtics uniform all season. I think he had some minutes for, was it the Rockets earlier in the, in the, in the season? Um, But he was quite impressive given his lack of reps with the Celtics team, like so far this year. Uh, And kind of like, took over a little bit there in the fourth quarter. Like the, the Celtics were down for most of this game and they went down by something like 21 points and you kind of just like, okay, this is how this is supposed to go. Like draft positioning and, and all that, draft positioning rather. Uh, and then we brought it back into single digits a few times, but uh, for like two thirds of the game, like it seemed like there was no doubt the Wizards were going to win. And then this big three of, yeah, RJ Hunter and Shemi Ojale and Gershon Yebaselli just like actually kind of took over in the fourth quarter and, like, this was a reward for everyone who's struggled watching the Celtics team all season, like, struggled to enjoy watching this team, where, like, suddenly these, these like, bench guys, like, fight back and, like, come back finally. Like, we haven't had this, like, comeback version of the Celtics yeah. team all season. And then it's, like, this crazy <laughs> bench big three who come back and do it for us. That's such... Man, have we... I almost want to go back through our, our, our record, our just, just a game log, and see, like, we, I can only think of one comeback game. Oh, I can think of two. I can think of the, the Sacramento game. Actually, three may take the Memphis game and the Suns game. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. had bugger all comebacks this year. Oh, my gosh. How yeah, if you're, talking, if you're talking like over 15 points, yeah, I think those three were the only the only ones of note, really. But um, I think the Oklahoma City game as well, too, earlier in the season. I think oh, we yeah, got true. a Marcus Morris yeah, three true, true. winner on that, which was like very deja vu from the season before. But um, yeah, no, it's it's refreshing to get into a hole and dig yourself out of it, which we couldn't stand last year, rather than get yourself a nice big lead and then piss that away, like has been par for the course, particularly the second <laughs> half of this season. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um yeah, so RJ Hunter, he was a sniper. He was kind of as he was advertised the first time around. Like, I remember when we drafted him, <laughs> I watched some of his college highlights, and I was like, sniper, hell yeah. Like, we've got this guy, finally, like, a like a, a bench role player who can just come in and knock down shots, someone that feels like the Celtics have been lacking, like, forever. Just that, like, like JJ Redick, Marco Bellinelli, Kyle Wayne Ellington kind of guy who can just, like, hit shots. Yeah, Kyle Corver. Um, and like today, he was—he just looked super relaxed and was draining shots. And he got burned on defense a couple of times, but like for the most part, he looked pretty good. Um, the other thing is that it's just so crazy and hilarious that this game was on ESPN while two all-time greats <laughs> were playing their last ever home games. Like, like Marv Albert is going like 
Yabuselli, <laughs> yes. And like meanwhile, Turkovic yes! is playing his last ever home game. Yeah. Yabuselli, like PJ Dozier. Like, it was just it was nuts. Like, why was that on ESPN? Did did Marvel uh, call PJ Dozier Terry Rozier at yeah. any stage of the game? Surely he must goodness. have, right? Sure that he did. Yeah. I I would put money on that. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to review this game because it was just kind of like a, a bench depth showcase. Uh, you guys got any like any takes really before we before we move on? Not really a take, but does anyone see the likes of RJ Hunter or even like Brad Wanamaker to a degree getting more minutes in the playoffs based off this performance, or is this just totally a an exhibition? Well, I don't. Good, yeah, good question. I don't know. Like, did anybody see G- Gerald Green? You know, starting in a game in last season's playoffs. That's, yeah, no, good point. Was that two? Not. Was that two ago? There was two. There was two seasons ago. My gosh, I'm getting it all confused. <laughs> that was two seasons ago. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. We're getting Ooh. all of the other uh, years just whiz by. I'm getting my seasons. Marv Albert on. <laughs> <laughs> Case of the Alberts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like Danger Cart said a week ago or less than a week ago. Um, like, that's kind of typical Brad Stevens in the playoffs, right? We probably won't see any Wanamaker and then he'll start and play like 40 minutes a game in game three yeah. once we're down 0-2 yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't think we'll see any RJ Hunter. I don't even know if he's playoff eligible, but um, I'd like to think that at some point we'll get sick of Rogier and uh, and see a bit of Wanamaker, but, yeah. but who knows? I did see a post where RJ Hunter said even if he doesn't get picked up, he's going to like fly around with a team out of his own pocket to um, you know just be with them. And I don't mm. think like I mean yeah sure I would do that if if I had the cash to do that. That would sounds like a a great couple of weeks. But from a professional perspective, do you think he he must believe in some capacity he he might get a call up? if there's injuries or something along those lines. So, look, I mean, if he plays like the way he did today, even if he's not hitting four threes, if he can just come off and give us like a solid six, seven minutes, like with the bench guys in there and hit a couple of shots, then I think that's, we need everything we can going into the playoffs based on how we've been this season. He just seems like a good cat, you know? Like he's, you know, even the the chat about um, how he was, you know, going to pay his way to follow the team around like a, <laughs> like a groupie and almost famous <laughs> or something, but, um, <laughs> um, but no, he just seems like he just seems like a good fella, and I want him to succeed. I actually had this, I had this like a little vision today, and I just like imagined RJ Hunter getting hot for like one big third quarter stretch, <laughs> you know, when the Celtics had been down heaps, and the team and the team just going nuts when he like binned his fourth three yeah. of the game, you know. And I hope I I'd lo- I I love that stuff, man. I I hope yeah. I hope someone's got, someone's going to do the Kelly Olynyk Game Seven legendary performance some stage this season. Yeah, why not RJ? Exactly. So, why speaking not? of a moment, exactly. Terry Rozier had a bit of a moment while being interviewed in the locker room after the game. So this is per John Corrales of Mass Live, friend of the show. Terry Rozier was quoted after the game, quote, "Yeah, I know I'm happy. I can speak for myself. The season hasn't been fun personally." I know there's better things to come. I know we're going to have a great playoff push and I'm ready for it. And then when asked why it wasn't fun, he tried to downplay it. It ain't nothing crazy. I just haven't had that much fun. Obviously last year I felt like was a lot more fun to me, but it's not all about me. And I feel as a team, as a whole, we're going to have a great playoff push. We're more connected. We're more together than we were at the beginning of the season. There's a lot of things that were corrected. So it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of sort of saying that things aren't fun and then saying things are going to be fun and a lot of confusion about like the general funness of the situation there for Terry Rogier. But I mean, the, the takeaway that I had from that was that it's it's kind of annoying given like the drama around the team all season that 
now after the last game of the regular season, just before game one of the of the postseason, like we're having this we're sort of revisiting this this theme from earlier in the season about maybe a lack of chemistry and and enjoyment of as part of being part of the Celtics team. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm not reading into that too much. I think it's probably more just the season as a whole because I mean it hasn't been fun. Let's be fair. Like a few bright games aside. Um, I don't think it's been fun for the fans. I don't think it's been fun for the players. And it's kind of obvious. So I think he's probably being just a little bit more, uh, you know, summarizing the season, so to speak. Um, the fun, uh, you know, that word fun was used by, I think, Mook earlier in the season saying it hadn't been fun and for hadn't been fun for a long time. And then when he was pressed like Rozier has, he kind of downplayed that as well. So I don't feel like the guys aren't necessarily having fun, but just compared to the kind of team and the kind of vibe that I imagine that they had last season, um, you can definitely see where the disparity is. But, I mean, he's still saying that he believes that the the, the playoffs are going to be more fun and are going to be more successful, and he'd want to fucking hope so. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't think there's much to read into that. I think it's been a slog of a season for pretty much everyone involved, considering where we thought we would be and where we are. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in Jackson's camp here a little bit, Ben. Like, I, I just sort of like, I'm not going to ping him too much for this. Like, I can't stand Terry Rozier's game at this point. But, like, he's being candid here. You know, like, I, I, I don't sense that. Like, like sometimes people say things that just sort of rings true, you know. And, and what I see here, it just kind of rings true. Um, so, it's part of the part of the reason why I think I don't think Terry Rozier would be a bad guy to hang out with. You know, he seems like he'd be okay because he'd more or less not yeah. BS. You know, so um, I don't. I, I think he's telling the truth there, I, I, and and I don't think he's being overly negative. He's sort of reflecting on the season that's been and sort of trying to rule a line underneath it. I think that's fair enough. Mm. I, I love to be told firsthand not to read into these things because you know how I am as a fan. I'm, I'm quite neurotic. I, <laughs> I I buy into these things and they they keep me up at we're, night. So we're, we're with you, Ben. <laughs> And so, and so are a thousand <laughs> bloody Celtics Reddit users. So we're not alone. <laughs> so a couple of post-game threads, uh, post-game comments from the thread. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. A couple of comments from the post-game thread. <laughs> uh, user Bucker18121 says, It's been an honor angry posting all season with you guys. Now it's time to cuss cries or see us rise. Uh, user 73 and 9, no ring, says... Rosier finished with a minus 16 and Wanamaker with a plus 17. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. 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 I'm going to look that up. He had 21 yeah. points yeah. and minus 16. I thought that was a typo at first, yeah. but no. no. <laughs> but look, Rosier, he had, oh, he had fun. Oh my gosh. He had fun, right? Sayonara, so, Terry Rosier. <laughs> he put him up. And user Elite Speak oh my gosh. wrote BWA. I- Thanks, everyone, for contributing to these game threads. It's been a crazy season, and we're finally onto the playoffs. It's about to get a whole lot more busy, uh, which is probably true. Yes, indeed. Mm. All right. Oh, I'm going to have to edit this out. I thought you might have made a little Marv Albert, like, Pulse Game Thread <laughs> comments! Yeah, I can yes! definitely edit that in. <laughs> I've um, been told it's actually Gerald Green. <laughs> uh, we could definitely make that work <laughs> Reggie Rose a different uh, guy but whatever alright folks I think it might be time for the award show what do you what do you think you guys ready bring on the awards 
uh, in the words of the now forgotten Rod Benson, remember the blog, Too Much Rod Benson? I'm really like spaghetti. Let's get into Let's it. Let's do it. Let's... Here we go. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's right. This is the first ever, the inaugural Celtics Reddit irregular season 2018-2019 award show. A big, big welcome to all of you. We have seven highly prestigious and sought after awards to give out tonight, and a big, big thank you to the Academy, aka the people of Celtics Reddit, for making this whole possible by voting on these awards. Guys, I know you don't know any of the results at this point, which is part of the fun. Did you manage to get any votes in at all? Absolutely. I sure did. There's, uh, some of them are pretty tight, particularly uh, the the hair award, which we'll get to uh, in a little bit. All right, let's get right to it. It's time for the first award. All right, the first award is the KG Award for the most Celtic-y Celtic, and the nominations are literally everyone on the team. Uh, there were uh, quite a few votes on, on this one, obviously all of the awards. Guys, do you have a... a um, a guess at all or any thoughts uh, from your standpoint as to who the, the most Celtic-y Celtic potentially is? It, I think it kind of goes without saying. <laughs> I think. I think anyway, but I might be wrong. What are the options? <laughs> <laughs> it's an excellent or poor. Excellent or poor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I... Can I get a drum roll, please? Oh, sorry. You didn't have that one? Okay. <laughs> the winner is Marcus Smart. Hey! Yay! Deserving. Deserving. Not much of a surprise, but like you said, you said. Definitely fair enough. Uh, he, only, he only snuck in there. He got uh, just 94.2% of the, of the vote from the uh, Celtics <laughs> Reddit community. Uh, and I do want to try and tell you the runners-up. <laughs> But I have to mouse over this this pie graph that I've got here as a result from uh from from Google Forms and the other the slithers are so small that I can't actually get any data out of it. It does look like Al Horford uh, is the runner up with about two point two percent of the total okay. votes. But there you have it. Marcus Smart is your KG Award winner for the most Celticy Celtic. Uh, we are going to move on now to the next award. All right, this award is known as the Pack Your Bags, I'll Bring the Car Around, Drive to the Airport, Please, Leave Forever Award. Uh, and again, the nominations are literally everybody on the team. Guys, before we get to the uh, the winner of this uh, very highly prestigious award nominated by the, the folks of Celtics Reddit, have you got any, any thoughts about uh, maybe the origins of the award or who it might be awarded to or a- anything at all? Well, I feel like the origins of the award might have been um, Simmons' comments on Kyrie. Like, I feel like that might have been where you got the, the inspiration for the award from. Yeah, but certainly. But I would not be surprised if it's a different player who wins. Yeah. I almost feel like this one is even more of a lock than, than the first one. <laughs> but again, I might be wrong. It might be Al Horford. 
Okay, interesting. <laughs> well, without any further ado, uh, again, let's let's go with our drum roll. Let's go with our experimental sound effects. Very clever. And the winner is Terry Rogier. What? What? <laughs> Come on up I, here, Terry. I, 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 is anyone surprised? <laughs> is anyone surprised? Not in the slightest. No. We could actually like put in a, a little link in the description for the pod for a little um little GoFundMe to um to get to get Terry um an Uber fare <laughs> for the to Uber. The <laughs> yeah, we can if everyone contributes Uber. twenty cents each, we'll be there in no time. <laughs> probably get him an Uber Lux, I think, if we get enough people together. Yeah. He may have um, he may have to he may have to share one with Kyrie and a couple of other assets. You never know, but. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So the interesting thing is that it looks like at least like every player was voted for at least once, which is kind of terrifying. So the runner-up there, so Terry wow, Rogier really? won with 55.3% of the vote. So mm-hmm. um, A plurality. Yeah, so the majority, obviously, would like to see him gone, uh, which I think we already knew. Marcus Morris, the runner-up with 27.8% of the vote there. So uh, mm-hmm. people have spoken. Uh, now, can, I, uh, can I ask, did, did, where did Kyrie rank? Does he rank in there at all? Uh, he is actually the second runner-up at 7.3% of the vote. Okay, And yeah, then yeah, it's yeah, just kind of peppered among the rest of the players. And, and Gre- Greg Monroe was uh, part of the team at the time of creating this <laughs> poll. And 18 people wanted to drive him to the airport. So keep that in mind. <laughs> nah, he can drive himself. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm sure we'll sign him at the end of next season as well. So we'll all get the opportunity to vote for him again uh, this time next year. Uh, now we're going to move on to the third award of the night. We're moving along very quickly here, which is good to see. This award is known as the Greg Steamsma Award for the coolest bench player. And I'm just going to quickly rattle off the nominees here because it's not necessarily everyone not in the starting five. We've got Shemi Ojale, Terry Rogier, Danny T, Gershon Yabaselli, Brad Wanamaker, the Time Lord Robert Williams, PJ Dozier, RJ Hunter, and of course, Greg Monroe. Uh, coolest bench player, the Greg's Steamsmer Award for coolest bench player of the year. Uh, any any suspicions? Any thoughts? Who, who's um, jumped out to you guys as perhaps the coolest guy uh, hanging out on the bench so far this I, season? I, I I personally voted for Daniel Tice, and I I don't know if that's because he probably looks the most like Greg Steamsmer, but um, I think Daniel Tice would be a is, is a fucking cool dude, and uh, yeah, I'm pulling for him on this one. Yeah, I, I, I have less of an opinion on this one. I sort of, my affections are so, like, focused on Marcus Smart that, that um you know, I don't know who I really like on the bench. <laughs> it's, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I haven't been pumped on Jalen Brown. I'm, I, I guess I'd say Jalen. Like, I want to see him do well. Yeah. Not a nominee. No, not, not a, a nominee. nominee, I think. Yeah. I, I yeah, think so. the the unofficial criteria was that if you spend 25 minutes on the court, even if you're coming off the bench, then like you're not really, with the exception of Terry Rogier, you're not really fit for this uh for this award. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, look, I can get behind Tice, I guess, but but does Baines count? Baines does not count, having been in the starting lineup at the time of uh of assigning this award. He looks like all of Australia. <laughs> Oh, nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I got a, a feeling now that I'm looking at it, I think Yabaselli's probably going to get this. But then again, it, I, I have no idea. I think Yabby's the most, the most memeable 
the most culty. Gersh, of, of big G, players. as they call him. Yeah. All right. And the winner is. It's the Time Lord. It is Robert Stop! Williams. I'll be really surprised. What has he won? What has he won? <laughs> what has he won? He's won the excellent uh, bookshelf-sized award, the Greg Steamsma Award for coolest bench player. But he, <laughs> as the joke goes, already knew that because he, of course, exists in multiple time zones, multiple timelines. And in multiple dimensions, of course. I, I'm sure there's another dimension somewhere where, uh, yeah, uh, Daniel Tice won that. But yeah, obviously the Time Lord wasn't having it. And uh, here we are in the correct time frame. What, what, do you, what would a Time Lord want to win? Like, because I was thinking, I was thinking, um, I was thinking at the start of this, of asking that question, you know, how like in Letterman, what has he won, Johnny or whatever? He's won a microwave, you know, something silly like that. <laughs> what would a Time Lord want? I think the answer to that question is things that survive and maintain their shape and form when one traverses timelines and universes and, and things that Time Lords uh, traverse. What about a Polaroid camera? <laughs> it's Essentially timeless. like freezing time, man. That's that's what I've been told my I've whole seen life. Back but... to the Future, that all go to blank if he kept messing with the space-time continuum. That's true. I'm not, I've, I've, never, I've, never, I've never time-traveled before. I don't know what the uh, the photography process is like, but uh, yeah, no. Congratulations, Robert Williams. Indeed. All right, well, <laughs> look, with that, it's time to move on. It is now time for the Brad's Lament Award for most annoying <laughs> part of the season. And the nominations are Brad Stevens' rotations and shot distribution, Hayward's contract, the Kyrie shenanigans, Terry Rogier as a whole, the demise of Mook Morris, and the AD rumor tornado. Now, before we announce the award winner, guys, most most uh, shenanigan, uh, Brad's lament qualifying award or, or instance or occurrence of the season. Have you uh, are you guys leaning in any particular direction? Yes. <laughs> Likewise. Likewise. Anything you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. This is my this is my secret. Yeah, um, it's a good time to give it to yourself. I, f- I feel like I I personally voted for one, but without give. Ah, fuck it, I'll give it away. I voted for the Kyrie shenanigans, but I feel like that is attributed probably directly to the AD rumor t- tornado. So I don't know which one of those mm. trumps the other. But I did write the Kyrie shenanigans because I found yeah. it genuinely annoying, rather than so- I don't know something else. <laughs> So did you did you guys see the Dirk Nowitzki um, stuff today? I'm assuming you saw some of the like post game ceremonies. There. Some, some yeah, clips of it. Yeah, watched most of it. And you know, at halftime when they showed his community service uh, tribute video, and he was crying in half court, and the whole thing was very uh, heartwarming. Yeah, is it? What about it? So, I, I was sitting there thinking. And I'm kind of pushing another hobby horse again here, but I was sitting there thinking, I was like, okay, even if they hadn't won in 2011, honestly, that night would have been probably exactly the same. It probably would have had the exact same, you know, it would have had the exact same tone to it, you know? It would have been been a really similar event. And I kind of found myself thinking, like, that's actually worth more than the championship. Like I actually like I'm really starting to, to kind of retrench like trench myself into this sort of way of thinking, um, like AD's never going to have that 
Kyrie's never going to have that. They're not. And that's why the AD thing annoys me so much. It's like they just don't get it, you know? They just don't... There's just there's, They just don't get the... I guess, like, the... They don't get how... Uh, and how we yeah. want nobility, you know. Yeah. We want nobility, you know. And 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 Dirk's got that, you know. I think that I think they get it. I just don't think they prioritize it. I think their job is to get a championship, and that's what they're going about. Not to like, like derail your point here, because I, I'm with you, man. Like no, see man. seeing that stuff, like and like to a lesser degree, like Dwayne Wade, even to more of a degree, like uh, the Ginobili um, ceremony from a couple mm. weeks ago. It does warm your heart when you see things like that, and having a special connection to a player that's played all of or most of his career with your team. Like yeah, mm-hmm. that is invaluable, and it is rarer than a championship, and more valuable to a degree. Um, I just don't think it's I, I just don't think i would take one of those every 20 years over a championship or two see i would see okay. i would okay like i like i mean the 08 like i was at game six of the 08 finals amazing experience one of the best experiences of my life but that you know that stuff doesn't hang on you know like like do you do you still feel good about the 2008 championship like does it still like does it still kind of like, does it still fuel you in any way as a fan? It kind of doesn't, you know. And and I, I sort of feel like, um, I mean, no, I'm 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 going too strong here. I'm going stronger than what I what I mean to go. You know, did, make, did, the, did Paul Pierce's did Paul Pierce's retirement jersey retirement uh, jersey retirement ceremony, I should say, have a similar vibe to you or not? The Paul Pierce uh, video where they came back, you know, where they came back as part of the Nets. Yeah. Oh, the season did. after. Okay. So, yeah. Paul, okay, maybe this is what I mean to say. Paul Pierce's career with the Celtics means more to me than that championship does. If that, if that makes sense, yeah, right. No, the the ups fair. and the downs, and the and, and the fact there wasn't up, like you know, if it's all downs, it's kind of like you know, you don't have those ceremonies, right? There's got to be some sort of success in the mix there. It's got to be but a roller coaster. I, yeah, well, it's got to be a roller coaster with some highs, right? But it's the it's the it's the it's the totality of it, right? Like it's the path it takes. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's the journey, not the destination. But it's actually true. I think right? I know the I think like, I know the answer to this question. I'm going to ask you, Joe. Would you rather three championships in Marcus Smart's career, or zero championships and Marcus Smart gets the Dirk Nowitzki video in ten years' time? I I, I well, I mean. Three's a lot of championships. <laughs> I went high. I went high. <laughs> Everyone's got their breaking point. Three championships. <laughs> Everyone's got their prize. <laughs> uh, just uh, on your on your. Sorry, answer the question, then I'll, I'll follow it up with a, a secondary question. I, I think it's a great. Uh, that's actually a really great hypothetical. Um, I mean, sitting here right now, I'd rather have cheered for Marcus Smart for his entire career. You know, and and there's actually something sweetness in the agony. Like if if it gets to the point where his jersey's retired, there will have been some near misses. You know, and the near misses are actually in a way, just as pleasurable. I don't know if that's quite the word, but they're just as, um, they mean just as much to you as the triumphs do. I you think know? as long as there um, are triumphs in there, though, that's all I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, we want that to round out the story. But even if there's not, even if even if Marcus, Marcus might had some heartbreaking losses over the course of the year, over the course of his 15-year career with the Celtics, right? Um and and they never miss any, mate, and they never win. I'm okay with that. Like that's better for me than like that's better for me than honestly 
then um, then somehow keeping him in a trade for AD and we have AD, Kyrie, and Jason Tatum, you know, or even worse, we like somehow managed to finagle Kevin Durant according to the danger cart sort of <laughs> conspiracy mm. theory. But like, I, I don't want that, man. I don't want the super team. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going over all ground here, I know, but... But, like, I actually would. I actually would. I think I would make that deal. That said, three championships, I mean, that made me think. <laughs> Fair enough. You think that's Fair why, enough. you think that's why Paul Pierce won finals MVP over Kevin Garnett? Because despite, you know, it's a while back now, but from memory, Kevin Garnett played, you know, a little bit better than, than Paul Pierce in that final series. And yet, because of the Paul Pierce tenure and the history and, and the adoration of the fans, do you think that's what got him finals MVP over, over Kevin Garnett? I think sentimentality plays something into it, yeah. And and the wheelchair thing hasn't aged well, but at the time, like <laughs> if you remember watching <laughs> yeah. Game Two, like yeah, it was a huge deal, yeah. Well, uh, look. Anyway, there is a, a winner for this award, the the Brad's Lament Award for most annoying oh, part yeah, that's of the right. season. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's what it's all about. It's uh, it stimulates discussion. Uh, look, there's, there's going to be a winner here, so let's, let's get our drum roll going. And the winner is the Kyrie Shenanigans. Ooh. Really no surprise there. Really no surprise at all. Man, I don't know anybody's shit. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and you would think that the AD rumor, to- rumor tornado would be the runner-up, but actually the runner-up is Brad Stevens' rotations and shot distribution, which uh, I guess has been a common theme throughout the season there, but um, it's interesting to see, you know, there's quite a lot of um, people who voted on this uh, on this forum, and, um, you know, 23.3% actually voted on the, the Brad Stevens uh, coaching element of, of side of things, which is interesting because there's so much love for Brad Stevens generally among mm. Celtics fans. Yeah, I think there might be an element of um, uh, contrarianism, if that's even a word, uh, about it. But um, that is but, definitely a word. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's 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 definitely been annoying at long stretches of the of the season. But I feel like if you had to like pinpoint an annoying apex of the, of the season, it would be the two weeks after the the AD and and rumor announcement. Confirmed confirmation of a trade, whatever you want to call it. Um, and Kyrie was just probably the main perpetrator of that. So, yeah, not really surprised with that result, I guess. And, and yeah, and you remember it actually came at the only stretch of the se- sort of the end of the only stretch of the season where we've been kind of consistently starting to play well. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it, like we had that good win against the Raptors and it just ruined all the bloody vibes. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. yeah. It was a vibe ruiner for sure. I, for me, a season of. Um, you know, it was a, a rollercoaster season. We say that all the time, but it had, you know, a lot of high points and a lot of low points. That's how roller coasters work. But like this was the, <laughs> <laughs> the lowest of the low points. Um, and the runner up there being Brad Stevens shot rotations and distribution or ro- <laughs> Brad Stevens rotations and shot distribution. And the runner up, runner up, the second runner up there is the demise of Book Morris, which, uh, you know, we talk about the season starting well with, you know, the Kyrie stuff a moment ago where... You know, he warmed all of our hearts with his promise to re-sign at the beginning of the season. Another thing at the beginning of the season that definitely warmed all of our hearts was Mook Morris shooting like a thousand percent from everywhere for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, all right, sweet. Like things aren't going perfectly for the Celtics, but like Mook Morris is like on a contract year and playing like it. And we have him for the the duration of the season. Um, 
And then things got really bad really quickly, um, hence him being the second runner-up here in, for this particular award. So I guess I'm not surprised to see that. Yeah, not just really. Just to know, when, like, you know, like what Kenny Rogers says, you got to know when to hold him and you got to know when to fold him. And dear old Chuck Morris, he just doesn't know when to walk away. He just doesn't know when to run. He'll walk away when the dealing's done, man. (laughs) (laughs) This has just come to me then. We may have talked about this, but have you noticed that like Marcus Morris and Jalen Brown have had the same season, but just in reverse? Jalen (laughs) was really shit to start with, and Marcus was really good. And then maybe around that time, they had that little scuffle, like in the game, some game where we got pumped, one of them. Um, Whoa. It it seemed to have just... Maybe it was like a Space Jam thing and the powers got transferred. Yeah, there was like a touch somewhere when they punched each other. But yeah, um, yeah, it just came to me then. Obviously, I think the... uh, Jalen Brown is far more beloved among Celtics uh, Reddit users than uh, Mook Morris, and I think that's somewhat fair, somewhat unfair. But uh, yeah, yeah, similar seasons, just in reverse. Very interesting. Mm. Uh, that I think the graph for that, the inversion of their two seasons, would be very sort of symmetrical and satisfying to look at. But I digress. We move on to the next award. award is the Avery Bradley Award for the Most Improved Player, and the nominees are Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, Gordon Hayward, and Shemi Ojolet. Thoughts on MIP, the Avery Bradley Award for MIP here, guys? Any, any, uh, any hot tips for the listeners out there? No one really jumps out at me at this list, to be fair. I mean, I, I know who I voted for, but um, I don't think there's a, a really strong case for any candidate there other than, like, you know, a few points here and there. So I don't really don't know about this one. Um, I, I, I was a strong semi vote here. I, I really think he's improved a lot. He looks mm. really comfortable every time he's out there now. And I think... Um, after the roster is sort of cleaned up in the off-season, which I don't want it to happen, but it will happen. Um, I think he's still going to be there, and I think Mm -hmm. he's going to have an important role this season. And I was wrong about my prediction of him having 20 starts, but um, he had one. He had one against the Bucks. Um, Yeah, look, I I just think, I think Ojale's a player, and um, I think he looked way better this year. He looked way more ready to do stuff when he caught the ball. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that um, definitely I agree there with, with Shami. I think that Gordon Hayward is an interesting factor, like sort of in a vacuum, in that he has improved dramatically from the beginning of the season till now. Um, yeah. And yet, like, you know, relative to the rest of his career, he's really just improving back to the point that we sort of expected him to be at when, when he joined the team. All right, let's get to announcing this one. Drum roll, please. And the winner is Marcus Smart. Yay. I did vote for Marcus. Three-point shooting alone, I think, won won him that one. I've been excitedly tracking his percentages all season. Marcus Smart! (laughs) Well, one percentage is that he won 47.3% of the vote here, the total vote among all uh, (laughs) nominees, uh, which is really no surprise. I mean... It's it's quite a luxury to sign a guy to a new long-term contract and then have him have, I guess, his best season overall to that point in his career so far. Um, it's just, um, it's such a luxury having a guy like Marcus Smart. And I guess maybe he's one of those Draymond Green style players where 
you hate him if he's an opponent, but you absolutely adore him if he's on your team. But he is on our team, and therefore we love him, and he's great. We love him. Yep. <laughs> he's the man. Yeah. Marcus is he's cleaning a, up. Two he so he really is cleaning up the awards. <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right, let's more to go. Let's uh, let's move on here. There's uh, only a couple more to go, and let's get on to the next award. This is the Isaiah Thomas Award for the obvious best goddamn player on the team. The nominations are Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart again, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Morris. Guys, you want to take a stab maybe at who the award winner might be for best obvious goddamn player on the team? Any guesses? Well, I was a bit torn on this one. I was, I'm legit a bit torn. Um, so... Which means, which kind of, uh, like, negates the kind of question that's supposed to be obvious, right? <laughs> well, like, I did some. vote, for, I did, I did vote for Kyrie, um, but um, I do wonder whether, like, I do wonder whether Al Horford actually helps you win more basketball games. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I think Kyrie's the best if you just want to keep it at that definition or that criteria. But as far as most important to the team, most impactful, yeah, I think that's I think that's a Horford thing. So I don't know, I have no idea. Well, my my measure for great players that I'm currently preferring, yeah, oh, man, I feel like we maybe we podcast too much. I feel like I've seen this stuff before as well, but <laughs> but <repeat>. um, <laughs> but my my definition for like or the way I try to grade it is if you surrounded this person, this player with um, average you know, basically replacement level NBA players, how good's the team, you know? Mm. So you surround Kyrie with replacement level NBA players. It's all right, but I don't think it's as good as an Al Horford team. Like, I don't. <laughs> Vorp. Vorp. Uh, all right, let's get to announcing yeah. the winner. Drum roll, please. It's Marcus Morris. Just kidding, it's Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> I was going to say, typical, typical fucking sub. Switching it up uh, on us. No, good stuff, Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. 75.6% um, of the vote ooh, there for Kyrie Irving. A little bit of a Warren right. Beatty moment there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not, not really surprising, I guess. Um, as, as much of a slog as this season as has been, um, I, I've lost count how many times Kyrie Irving has made my jaw drop particularly in like game-winning situations. So I think it's probably fair. Yeah, Kyrie is amazing to watch. Absolutely amazing to watch. You'll be happy to hear that Al Horford is the runner-up there at 16.8% of the vote. And then rounding it out is, uh, that name again, Marcus Smart. Mm. We've got to rename these the, 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 the Smart Awards next year, I think. Yeah, the Marcus Smart Award for the smart, most the Smarties. Marcus Smarty, Marcus Smart. <laughs> the, Celt- the Celtic Reddit Smarties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. The next award is known as the Derek Zoolander Award for Best Hair by a Celtics Player. There this are two nominees. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what you've been <laughs> waiting for. This is the too. big one, ladies and gentlemen. It's why we leave it to last. The big one about the hair. The two, nom- two nominees are Jalen Brown and. Gordon Hayward. And there was some controversy around not adding Bainsey's man bun. No and love. <laughs> Sorry, go on. various uh, colorations throughout the year, the red and the, and the white and, and whatnot. 
and uh, and Danny T's uh, slim shady hairstyle as well. I was gonna say I was gonna say peroxide blonde Danny T's got to be in there, but uh, no, I, I'm I'm happy with this criteria that's presented to us. Yeah, Con- continuity was a big factor in, in the nominees for uh, the Derek Zoolander Award for Best Hair by a Celtics Player. Uh, look, without any further ado, uh, let's get to it. Winner is Gordon Hayward by a scary. The the voting here was a a pleasure to watch. From the moment of submitting um, this Google form to Celtics Reddit and Twitter to right up till now, it has been absolutely neck and neck. So Gordon Hayward won this award with 50.5% of the vote. And Jalen Brown, obviously, at 49.5. So it's obviously the community is divided here on the the hair situation for for these Celtics players. So it's very interesting to see of all the topics we've discussed, this is obviously the most divisive. So there you go. I think I think Gordon probably got it just because you can tell there's effort that goes into his look. I think there's definitely a lot of preparation, a lot of combing, a lot of you know checking. It's okay, Jalen. I just think is blessed with that natural, funky, cool, tasteful sort of Afro fade thing that he's got going on. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think maybe just the uh, the effort and the preparation maybe won it for Gordon by by uh, by a little bit there. But uh, no, I can't I can't complain with that result at all. I don't know. I wonder how. I wonder how much maintenance a high, top, a high. I wonder how much maintenance a high top fade requires. True. I got no it idea. It might be actually. more than we think. You know. Potentially, yeah. 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 I've got a hedge in my backyard that requires regular maintenance uh, every week <laughs> or so. so probably Jalen. Jalen the hedge brown, for as we all know him from now on. Yeah. <laughs> hedging on those screens. Hedging on that fro. I like it. Uh, and finally, this isn't really an award, but I had I had the audience, I had the attention of Celtics Reddit, so I asked, who is R slash Boston Celtics' favorite player? I don't think there'll be any surprises here. Yeah, I voted for Bainesy, but I think it's a foregone conclusion. It surely the goodness is. It's the Marcus Smart Awards presented by Marcus Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a uh, a mix here. There's uh, quite a variation in the votes here from uh, Celtics Reddit. So without, look, without any further ado, let's get to announcing this one, the final award. Marcus Smart with 32.2% of the total vote. Hooray! Four sounds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really no surprise there. All, all the Celtics players were up for uh, for nominations for this one, obviously, just to give everyone a chance to win uh, the most beloved, the most favorite player. Uh, Marcus Smart taking out that award, really cleaning up tonight. If you can imagine him sort of walking out of this uh, ceremony that's definitely being held with all of these large sort of BAFTA-style trophies tucked under his blazer, getting into a cab. That's essentially what's happening for Marcus Smart tonight. And the runner-up there for, uh, for Celtics Reddit's favorite player is Jalen Brown. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think um, there's, there's an element with Jalen Brown where like, we drafted him and he's like three yeah. years in now. And there's this homegrown kind of vibe going on there, which mm. is why you know Marcus Smart, it's the same deal, but since 2014. Uh, and now we're starting to see that come to fruition with Jalen Brown as well. So... There you this go. Is a throwback to the IT era as well, too, a little bit, I guess. Mm. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we've got Al Horford uh, coming in there at second runner-up as well, which is nice to see. So, well then, that's it for the inaugural Celtics Reddit Irregular Season Awards show. Congratulations uh, again to all the nominees and the award winners, and big thanks to everyone who voted. There was like well over a 1,000 voters there, so it was a nice little sample size to, uh, to derive these award winners from. So thanks again, guys. Sit tight, folks. We're going to take a quick break and be back in a moment for the Reddit recap. All right, folks, welcome back. This is the Reddit Recap. And for a first time on this podcast, we're going to cover a post that was posted to RNBA by user Andy J. Puente. And it's a tweet from Shams Sharania, a sham wow. Magic Johnson has stepped down from the president of basketball ops position of the Lakers. Obviously not Celtics related there, but in a way it kind of is, given the rivalry with the Lakers. Um, this was This was kind of a shock and... You know, if we thought it was interesting that the Celtics Wizards being on ESPN sort of overshadowing the, the Dirk Wade situation, this kind of blew everything out of the water, in, including the fantastic uh, Shemi Yabu uh, Big Two situation. <laughs> um, yeah, but, typical Magic trying to, you know, yeah. steal Shimmy's shine. <laughs> on, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Steal Shimmy's shine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he did it. He, he stole the shine of the day. I mean, we, we should talk about it a little bit. There's a sort of a litany of tweets that came out as a result of this covering the press conference there. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure at this point, if you're listening, you, you've heard all of the news that's come out. But um, guys, w- what's your take on this situation? Because it, it just seems ridiculous and unprecedented. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a perfect kind of bookend to the Lakers season to be honest because it's like right from the start when they saw we saw all the roster moves that they were making like the likes of like JaVale McGee and Rondo and and Beasley you were just thinking like this isn't gonna work this looks fucking stupid and then there was a while there where they looked like they actually had their shit together I'm thinking the Christmas Day match against the Warriors for example but then like a bunch of injuries a bunch of dysfunction the the, the Anthony Davis rumor coming through and the season just like I, I've I've been hearing and feeling like all of the groans and complaints of every Celtics follower this season and for good reason, but like it could be just thankful every day that we're not the Lakers, at least not the Lakers this season um, because it's just been a joke. I mean, even he says in his like, this is Magic Johnson. He said in in this press conference that he hadn't even told Jeannie Buss <laughs> while he was doing it. Like that's just like the epitome of like unprofessional um, behavior, as far as I'm concerned. And look, I don't know how the the, the the Lakers run their show. I don't know how the Celtics run their their franchise. But I mean, this just seems like such a shit show. It's it's almost unbelievable. The only piece of bad news <laughs> from this is that now the Lakers potentially can go out and get a competent GM or a competent, you know, member of um, uh, basketball yeah. ops or whatever. You know, Jerry West could be one of those, which I wouldn't like to see. But, um, you know, it, it definitely does make me smile because it's just epitomizes just the shit show that the Lakers have been this season. Yeah, to- totally. I mean, okay. So if this is how he goes out, Right, what does this say about what he must have been like behind the scenes? Yeah. Right, like, it just must must have been a disaster the entire time. It had to have been. I, I man, Magic is a quitter. <laughs> like, you know, the amount of things he's bailed on, eh? You yeah. know, like, I, I, I actually, I really don't respect what he's done after basketball. No. Uh, 
Well, so, you know, I, I, and I'm like, I, I don't know exactly to what extent he's contributed to his, you know, to his business, um, to his business empire now. This like makes me super suspicious about like, was was you know was he just lending his name to an enterprise you know that that that's that's done really well. I mean, this sort of stuff is kind of irrelevant for this podcast, I guess, but. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of a shame just to see a legend tarnished like this. Mm. You know, um, he's not good. He's an idiot. <laughs> you know, and and I, like that's not good, right? You know, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's disappointing. Yeah, and just the whole like he, he had an impromptu press conference, at like a, you know, which by definition S- means out of nowhere, and hadn't he's told, so impulsive. Mm, that's yeah, like anyone. Had, it didn't tell his employer, didn't tell like sort of anyone really. It just came out of nowhere during the, you know, the last the last games of the season. Um Do you I don't think know, he told LeBron? Like... Do you think he told LeBron? But not he Jenny didn't. Cox? He I, didn't. No. There's an article on the athletic that says he didn't. Unbelievable. Wow. That's just that's just mind boggling to me. Like like it, even jobs that you hate, you're gonna like at least tell like your favorite yeah. coworker, "Hey, I'm about to quit." Blah blah blah. It sounds like this guy just literally just woke up one morning and thought, "Fuck this, I'm out." And <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. Funny. So I'm just scrolling through like some of the tweets and, and quotes from the press conference, and like he said, "Somebody's gonna have to tell my boss because I knew I couldn't be face to face and tell her I couldn't stand to tell her." Uh, which is, it's just insane to like, to be like, okay, I couldn't stand to tell her, but what I can but do I is can, actually go I on <laughs> like national television and tell everyone, including her yeah. at once. And, and own up to the fact that I haven't told her. Uh, yeah. It's it's just nuts. Like, if, I, if it sounds like I'm speechless, I it's because I am. I have no speech. It's like, it's just, it's super unprecedented and bizarre and uh, really caught, I think, everyone off guard. Um, we talked about good hangs on the podcast last week. NBA Twitter was an excellent hang today. There was so much going on between <laughs> yeah. between the the bench hospice Celtics and this going on. Like it was just, I was just living it up on on NBA Twitter. It was a great place to be. I, I one thing I sort of feel though is this is so so bad. I almost feel like my um, tolerance for Lakers shade and fraud has, or my capacity for it is <laughs> like it might have been exhausted. Yeah, for sure. Like I might be wanting them to be good again now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like what happened with the Nets. It's like, all right, I kind of yeah. feel sorry for you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, totally. Yeah. yeah, I want the rivalry back. Like this is so one-sided right now. You know, like it's 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 just an absolute mismatch at the front office level, right? Um, and in terms of organizational stability, like the, the Celtics are just so much better than the Lakers, and are set up for so much more sustained success. Sustained success. <laughs> Certainly with Shimmy Ojale. Certainly take the shine off the Shimmy Shimmy Shimmy. <laughs> Certainly one of the shiniest substitute shooters with Shimmy. with a Shimmy shine. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Enough of that. So th- this was a an interesting podcast to to round out the the end of the regular season <laughs> full of, uh, of, of technical uh, difficulties that I'll try and uh, and edit out before posting this. I, I wanted to, to end this podcast with a tweet that uh, Celtics radio personality or, or commentator or whatever you want to call it, Sean Grande, uh, tweeted after the game or right towards the end of the game, he wrote, if the Celtics complete this comeback, their up and down season will end up perfectly symmetrical. 10-10, 25-9, 14-14, is at least a little reminiscent of this one. 23-5, and 16-16, and 
11 and 11. That was the 2010 Celtic season when, as a four seed, they reached Game Seven of the Finals. Oh boy! Mm. I mean, that maybe the immediate. Sorry, I'm sure this is what you're about to say, so I need to qualify this. The immediate sort of response to that is like, yeah, okay, but like that team had Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and uh, and Paul Pierce, sort of maybe yeah. at the tail end of their prime, but um, they were they were savvy veterans compared to what we have now. But it's still interesting, I guess, to say that a, a team that doesn't necessarily perform well in the regular season can can switch it on in the uh, in the postseason. Yeah, and and you know, I don't want to be an asshole and then say this, but like we <laughs> lost that we lost that game. We we didn't win the championship that season, and as without opening up a Pandora's box of a conversation at the end of a podcast episode, um, I feel like the only way this season can go down as a success is with a banner. So game seven would be nice in the finals, but if we were to lose that again, then the the season will probably, I'd feel just the same about the season as I do now, to be honest. Yeah, I think um, a close loss in the the conference finals is probably okay. It's um, probably a success, a successful season. I think it's probably okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll be disappointed. We'll be disappointed if they lose at that point. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you read tweets like this, uh, you know, it's what being a fan, it, it sounds really corny to say, I, I'm catching myself saying this as the words come out of my mouth, but it's it's kind of like what being a fan is all about, where you, like... Yeah, you want you, the belief. You've got to hope. You've got to hope. Yeah, it's almost like being an addict or something. Like, you continue to make excuses for yourself. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, the 2010 team with Ray Allen and KG and Paul Pierce, like, they made it to the finals despite, you know, having an arguably shitty regular season. So, like, anything could happen with these guys, right? It's uh, it's like that that um, that Ringer video that you mentioned earlier that came out today where yeah. you're sitting in a therapy circle, like, trying to justify your ridiculous hot takes. Um that's that's what it's all about going into the playoffs. I have conjured up like a weird like cauldron of hope for myself that I am <laughs> pouring onto my 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 body as I roll into the the, the playoffs. That's an image for you. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably time to wrap this one up. It's guys. okay. No, it's okay to be hopeful. Like it's actually okay to be hopeful. Um, and you know. Y- there's no point. There's honestly, there's no point existing without hope. You know, yeah. not to get, not to get too, you know, um, too deep on it. But it, it really is, you know, in life, man. If you've got no hope, man, there's no reason to get out of bed the next day. You know, your expectation can be that things aren't going to go well, but you keep hoping, man. And um, yep, there's, there's, there's more chances left, right? There's so more chances left. Trigger warning for uh, Lakers fans out there. <laughs> 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 on the hope front sorry yeah. uh, sorry Jackson go on. except you Lakers yeah. fans except you <laughs> alright folks that'll just about do it for this episode of the Celtics Reddit podcast episode 54 and the last for the 18-19 regular season we're going to try put out episodes more frequently throughout the playoffs maybe if we step it up a bit the Celtics will too who knows until then Jackson and Joe love your work guys cheers thanks a lot guys cheers Ben you're the man alright go Celtics peace Thank you.